Let's talk about time. Uh, Let's talk about time. So again, one of the things that comes up a lot when I am, even I suppose before that very first conversation that I've had with clients is I get the emails or I get the inquiries and everybody wants more time. So we're going to be talking about time in today's episode Thank you again for tuning in today. My name is Kelly and I am an overworking or a recovering overworking perfectionist, high achieving overperformer. And I burned out not once, but twice. And I like to think that I burned out so that I could do all of the learning so I can help you from getting to where I did. Because let me tell you, burnout sucks. It's absolutely awful. I'm not talking about just feeling a little bit burnt out and being in need of a holiday. I'm talking proper, severe, deep burnout. My burnout, or any burnout, is as a result really of of chronic stress. It can materialise in in a number of different ways and perhaps we'll cover those in, in a later episode. But we need to remember burnout is chronic stress and chronic stress can play havoc on our mind and our bodies. My burnout resulted in two physical health conditions being created and a mental health condition. And I now navigate these things every day. Uh, Everything is getting better. I pay a lot of a give, a lot of time, a lot of energy, a lot of focus and a lot of attention into improving my health, managing my health as much as I can on a daily basis. And so I'm and I'm genuinely committed to banishing burnout because I know this is something that we can prevent. And hopefully, whether it's through my books, this podcast, my talks, working with me one-to-one, whatever it is, what however it is that you found me, I hope that you will be able to see just how passionate I am about this and hopefully catch burnout for you or prevent burnout for you before it becomes a thing. So if you are feeling that those those feelings of overwhelm, if you're feeling those stress levels rising, whatever it is that you may be experiencing, if we can nip it in the bud early and, and put those changes in place, I know you can prevent burnout. I absolutely know you can. That's that's my that's my mission. My reason for getting out of bed every single day is really genuinely to stop people getting to the point of burnout that I did. And for a lot of the clients that I work with that have been at burnout, it's it helping them to create new ways of living and leading so that they can be happy, healthy humans. Yes, that we can create and live these fabulous lives and stop being so frazzled. Ultimately, that's that's where we that's where we want to get to. So let's talk time. Because as I said, I think this is something that many people think if I could just manage my time, I'd be a lot less stressed. If I could just manage my time, everything would be easier. If I could just manage my time, everything would would change. Just on that note, 
before we go any further, I am going to reiterate that this is a totally uncut and unedited podcast. I've just heard a vehicle pull up. So if there are any background noises or you start to hear the dog barking, I will pause as much as I can. But we've, I've always said it will be uncut and unedited. So whatever you hear in the background is just what you're hearing in the background. And if I happen to mess up what I'm talking about, I mess up. We wouldn't change it in real life. I don't want to don't want to change it for this. So, so just as an aside there. So we talk about time. So we all seem to think that we can that we can control it, that we can manage it. And I'm not an advocate for so many of these people, so many of these gurus and multi-million pound business owners that kind of spread shade on everybody that isn't running a multi-million pound business and use that to basically shame people into thinking that if you'd have managed your time more effectively, you too could be a multi-million pound business owner, right? We all get the same amount of hours in the day. Clearly, you're not doing what you need to be doing with yours, right? And that amount of shame and that amount of shade is not helpful, I'm going to say that, yes, we all get 24 hours in a day. That's how time works. But we all live different lives with very different priorities. I have much, much, much more time now than I did when my sons were first born. I have twin sons. I have two bonus sons. Between my partner and I, we have three businesses. We have a dog. We run a very, very busy house. But our children no longer need the same amount of time from us. We're both, touch wood, in a very, I suppose, blessed position to still have all of our parents in in still good health. We're not needing to be carers for anybody. We're not needing to be constantly with any of our children. They are all growing and and have their own responsibilities. My my two sons are now in their 20s. The businesses that we run, we have the systems and processes in place that mean we can step back if we want to step back a little bit. We can do whatever it is that we want to do. I have so much time now or have created so much time now for myself because that's what's important to me and what I'm able to do in that time to look after myself, look after myself physically and mentally and ensure that I get outside every single day. I have crafted and created those things into my day and I am in a position and in a point of life where I am able to do that for myself. I work from home and from pretty much seven o'clock every morning until round about five or six o'clock every evening, I'm home alone, just me and the dog. And I'm up early because I choose to. I know I function better in the morning. But I pretty much, I I then don't start really any client work, ideally not before 10 o'clock, but definitely nothing before nine And I plan my time accordingly because I'm able to. I'm no longer employed by a company. I don't have any caring responsibilities. I don't have young children anymore. 
I don't have a boss breathing down my neck. I'm very lucky in terms of the support that my partner and I give to each other and the support that as a family network, we are able to, able to provide for each other. I'm aware that I have all of that now. It was a very different story for me 10 years ago. And it was certainly a very different story for me 23 years ago when my sons were born. And when, when my sons were born, I was 20. I was at the very early stages of my career. Money wasn't easy. Looking after a house wasn't easy. Bringing up my sons wasn't necessarily easy. Fitting in, drop off some work and all of that stuff around sons wasn't easy. And remember, I burned out twice. You will have your own things that you need to fit into your day and I will have my own things that I need to fit into the day. So I don't, this isn't about me teaching you, you know, I don't want to teach you how to suck eggs, right? This isn't, I want to give you a load of things and just basically say, if you're not doing these, clearly you're, you're just really poor at managing your time. This isn't what I want to do. There's no shame or shade here at all. But I want to, I suppose, gift potentially some different perspectives that you can consider when it comes to your time management just to get you thinking in, in a slightly different way. As I, as I covered in the last episode, if we want to be living happier and healthier lives, if we want to be less stressed and and really making the most out of our lives and our time and our energy and, and all of those sorts of things, then things need to change. If they wouldn't need changing, if everything was working out for you already, I think that's ultimately what we need to be looking at. If everything were working for you perfectly there would be no need for you to want to change anything because everything would be ticking along. If it's not something needs to change, that doesn't always mean that you need to change. Sometimes we just need to change a slight thinking, a slight pattern. We just need to make some tweaks and and potentially just make a, 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 a few small changes to make everything work properly for us. So listen to this episode with an open mind, an open heart. Just see where you go with it. And yeah, let's 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 dig in. So time, as I said, we all have, we do all have 24 hours in a day. I'm not saying it's the same 24 hours for everything that I've just kind of ranted on about for, for the last few minutes, but we do all have 24 hours in a day. And yet some of us are able to achieve much more than others. And and note the word when I say they're achieve. Lots and lots of people that I speak to will just like have no time for anything. They're constantly running from task to task, activity to activity, person to person. They're kind of living life, just running themselves ragged because of everything that they need to be fitting in. But again, I think when we're at that point where everything starts to feel that little bit overwhelming, we can't always see that there is a different way of doing things. My partner, as I said, I have two bonus sons. His son's uh, it's kind of a 10-year age gap between the two of them. And so they both have and had very different needs at very different times. We don't live mile, like lots and lots of miles away from the youngest the the eldest lives with us full time we don't live miles away from the from the youngest but we do live not in in the immediate area and 
what was happening sometimes that my partner of a weekend, having spent all week working long hours, he does work long hours and he he chooses to work long hours. But he would do that. And then on a Saturday, his sons would want dropping back into town. We We live on the outskirts. But his sons would want dropping into town at different times or picking up at different times or doing all of these things. And he thought he was being a really helpful, great, loving parent by constantly saying yes to doing all of these things. Now, whilst it's not a huge trip for the part, literally, we've been in this house now for kind of two years. But since we've moved in here, there have been endless supplies of roadworks. So it does take us half an hour to get into the town and then half an hour to get back because of all of these roadworks. So we're talking about an hour round trip. And sometimes he would leave our home at 10 to take one of them off somewhere or to pick one of them up from somewhere and he'd get back at 11. And then at 11.30, the other one would say, oh, could, Dad, could you just drop me here, please? And then they might want picking up again a bit later and he would be saying, yes, so this is four hours of a day. But he just, well, it's not, you know, it's just what we do as parents. But we genuinely had a conversation because in order for him to function as a good parent, as a as a partner, and to ensure that he's not grinding himself into the ground at weekends and either not having enough energy for his work or vice versa, his work is draining, his work week is draining everything for him at a weekend, something needed to change. And we just, we had a conversation with the boys to say we don't mind doing this, but if you two could sync up and agree what works best, and they were like, okay, it's fine. My partner hadn't even considered speaking to his sons because he hadn't wanted to come across as an awful father. And so many of us, I think, we want to keep giving. We want to be the best that we can be for all of the people in our lives. And we don't ever think of communicating ways in which we can make things easier. So from a time management and an energy management perspective for him, he gained back two hours on a Saturday. Just on a Saturday, he he gained back two hours because he asked his sons to coordinate what they were doing. They had no issue with it. It was fine. It was fixed. So are there things that you feel obligated to do or that you do because you want to be seen as nice and accommodating or you're worried about upsetting people you want to be pleasing people but are there things in your life where you feel this sense of obligation whereby potentially if you tried to join things up a little bit more you could give yourself some time back just something to consider on on that aspect I'd also like to invite you to consider what would be different if instead of trying to manage time, which again, and there's no, no shade or shame here, but clearly you're not, you know, whatever is happening, either you're not good at it or life is not allowing you to be good at it at the moment. But time management is clearly an issue if you want to be better at time management. But what could be different for you if you stopped focusing on time and stop trying to claw it back from all of these different places that at the moment just feel completely out of reach for you. What could be different if instead of trying to manage time, you focused instead on managing your energy? Instead of thinking, oh, I've got half an hour 
there. I'll, I'll cram all of this stuff into it. Oh, I've, I've just had a meeting cancelled. I've regained an hour. I want to cram all of this stuff into it. Or you're asking me to do additional things. So I need to create now two hours from somewhere later in my day, which means I've got to maybe not go to the gym, not read the kids a bedtime story, get a takeaway instead of cooking dinner, what, whatever your fill-in-the-gaps moment may be. But what if you focus it on trying to manage your energy? You paid attention to the things in your life that give you and drain you of energy. And I talk a lot about energy angels and energy vampires. Energy angels and energy vampires can be, I'm going to say, the same thing. And when I say the same thing, I mean they can be anything in your life. So food for example, could be an energy angel and it could be an energy vampire. Music could be an energy angel or an energy vampire. People can be angels and vampires. Work can be angels and vampires. But you will have things within your life that give you energy. So energy angels are anything that give you energy. And the vampires are anything that drain you of energy. What are the the tasks, the food, the TV programs, the music, the the drinks, the people, the activities. What are the things in your life that just suck the life out of you? Oh, I cannot do that anymore. Or you start feeling really great and then you do this particular thing or, or speak to this particular person. Ten minutes later, you just feel like somebody has unplugged you from the mains. You're running on empty. If you can reduce those vampires and instead fill it with some of the angels, if you can manage your energy more effectively, you may just find that you feel less stressed, you feel less overwhelmed, you feel more productive, you feel happier in yourself. On average, we need kind of three angels to every one vampire. So if you've spent an hour with a vampire or doing some vampirish stuff, potentially you'd need three hours of angels afterwards. And I'm sure as I'm saying that, many of you are thinking, well, I can't find an additional three hours in my day. I just haven't got three hours extra in my day. So what could you do instead to minimise the vampires? One of the vampires for me, again, I'm completely opposite here to my partner, but a vampire for me is spreadsheets. Hate them. Hate them, hate them, hate them. My partner loves them and can do lots of fancy, fandangled things with them. But I've never enjoyed them. I I don't like the layout of them. I don't like how they look. There is nothing about a spreadsheet. Now, this may sound like a really weird example, but there is nothing about a spreadsheet that fills me with joy. And yet, in order to track a particular thing within my business, the only way that we have found to do it as effectively as I want it doing is on a spreadsheet. And I've had to realise that that's the case. So that particular thing I now do first thing on a Monday morning, knowing that it is done, that it's not sitting there lurking for the rest of the week for me to procrastinate on it or think about it or put it off or 
not focus on it, not get it done, allow thing or, or allow things to drift. So first thing on a Monday morning, I get that thing done. And then I can do some of the stuff that lifts me up. Having conversations with people, doing my work, coaching people, creating stuff, speaking to clients, catching up with clients, recording videos, even even recording this podcast, right? This is something that brings me joy and gives me energy. Because I know I'm helping people in terms of what I'm putting out there. So that, that just lifts me up. So if I could do more of this and less of the other stuff, that's great for me. Again, I recognise I'm in a position where I have created my life and work this way. Some of you may well have to do things that suck the life out of you because somebody's paying you to do them. You're employed. Stuff that you've got to do with kids, parents, family, friends. I totally understand all of that. If you can't minimise some of those things... What can you do instead? What can you do to lift up your own energy? What can you do to be aware of your own energy? So I want to invite you maybe to just grab a pen and piece of paper and start to list all of the things that give you energy and all of the things that drain you of energy. And maybe then just look at how your week is constructed and see if you can reduce or eliminate some of the vampires and see if you can feed in a few more of the angels. I love, and I mean love, true, like true crime dramas, true crime documentaries, true crime stories. I am fascinated by the psychology of them and the thought processes, the human behaviour that goes that goes on in them. And I have been since I was since I was pretty actually quite a young child Initially, I had wanted to go into law as, as my career, the psyche, the law behind it, the right or wrong, the justice, all of those things, the human behaviour element of it, I'm absolutely fascinated by. And I recognised as I started to become more aware of my energy, that giving a lot of my time or energy to either watching these things or reading about them is not good for my energy levels. And it's not surprising But I remain fascinated by them and occasionally I'll still have a bit of a binge of them. But I'm aware if I were doing this all day, every day, my energy levels would be at an all time low. So I've kind of, you know, I've given myself permission to still watch them or read, you know, read, read about these, these things that gone. I've given myself permission to do that, but with a limit. So it doesn't mean that you have to strip everything out but just be more aware. I'm again, as I started to bring more of this into my conscious, there are certain foods that just suck my energy. There are certain TV programs that suck my energy. There are certain types of clients that suck my energy. And I was actually, I, I, I don't want to do this type of work anymore. I don't want to work with that particular person anymore. I don't want to work with that particular organisation anymore. So what could you be changing? I, I even ended um, a friendship, a friendship that I'd had for many, many years. But every time I was going to meet this particular friend, would she spend all of her time just moaning about everything that was going on in her life? 
I'm a caring, helpful person. I'm a huge empath. All this compassion, I genuinely wanted to help her. And I realised that she wasn't doing anything to help herself. And I kept dropping things last minute that I wanted to do to fit her in because she would be having another crisis. And there became a point where I had to say to her, if you are not prepared to make some of the changes that we keep talking about on a repeated basis, I'm really sorry, but I cannot continue to spend time with you. And she didn't make any of the changes. And I had to make that decision that I couldn't spend time with her because of the level of impact that she was having on my energy. And ultimately on my well-being. So some of this stuff can feel hard. Some of it isn't, isn't easy. But what could be different for you if you stopped trying to manage time and instead started to manage your energy? That's been useful. Let me know in the comments. Let me know maybe even what you've changed. What have you become aware of? What's on your list of angels and vampires? Thank you very much for tuning in. I will be back with you again next week. You can find episodes, newly released episodes every Tuesday. Don't forget, you can also hit the subscribe button so that you'll be notified of latest releases. And if you want to find out more about any of the things, any of the ways that you may be able to regain control of your busy life, perhaps head over to my website, kellyswinkler.com. Um, you'll find on the first page, the Regain Controls, a free masterclass that you can access to help you with three ways that you can regain control of your life. For now, I will say thank you very much for listening. I will be back with you again this time next week. Tuesday is when the new releases are out and I will look forward to speaking to you again soon. Have a wonderful week. Take care for now. Bye bye.